Hey there, my name is Nathan Agin. This is The Working Actor's Journey, bringing you in-depth conversations with actors that have been working professionally for decades. Today, we have a text work session with Tony Amendola from episode number 18. Previous sessions of text work include Shakespeare, Pinter, Stoppard, and newer works. And if you enjoy this text work session, I highly encourage you to check out the full episode with the guest as they are packed with just so much candor, honesty, wisdom, and ideas on life as a working actor. They are fantastic conversations. And along with all those episodes is the guide, 12 Top Acting Tips from Season 1. I've put this together from the over 19 hours of content from Season 1, and it contains great quotes and ideas from all the guests about pursuing an acting career. You can grab your free copy at workingactorsjourney.com slash sign up. So go get that right now. That link is also in the show notes and episode description. Check out these fantastic acting tips at workingactorsjourney.com slash sign up. In this episode, Tony discusses Sonnet 130 by William Shakespeare, the one that begins with, My mistress' eyes are nothing like the sun. As Tony shares, it's almost like this is an anti-love sonnet, that it makes fun of sonnets that are too flowery, as this one has a very different tone and style with its message. You'll hear Tony discuss how he approaches a piece of text like this, how he might set the scene in his mind when doing this, and why he loves this sonnet in particular. It's a great session, and Tony also shares at length the balance you want to find between ideas and behavior when working on texts like this. So here we go with Tony in Sonnet 130. Please enjoy the text work. And so, yeah, I would just, you know, love to hear, you know, some of your ideas. I mean, you've done, as you mentioned, Lear and Shylock and Iago and, you know, lots and lots of Shakespeare. And so I would just love to hear some of the ideas that you bring to uh, this text and, you know, this specifically. And I'm sure it's a lot of the same questions that you might bring to uh, to any text. Yeah, it's a little different. And I thought I'd, um, one of the reasons why I wanted to do something Verse-wise, is because uh, so much of it is is oral. It's about you know, it's about listening. Right. So, in a kind of way, uh, because you you know, the listeners don't have any access to the physicality or to behavior, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is a very important part of acting, I think. And um, but looking at the sonnet, and uh, again, uh, I I'm highly influenced by a number of people in terms of working on Shakespeare, but probably the person who I respect most is, uh, is Dakin Matthews. And the reason mm-hmm. is, is because I see both sides of the coin. I see a kind of erudition mm-hmm. and a kind of sensitivity to the text, but I've also, you know, we did Julius Caesar together. So I've been on stage okay. uh, with him and I see, you know, the great inventiveness and craft that he has. So, you know, so often actors will reject, they can reject acting teachers and everything because they think, oh, well, you're not really an actor. You don't really, well, you can't do that with Dagan. Right. <laughs> you know, 
you know, he'll clean your clock, you know what I mean? So anyway, this uh, sonnet, I'll read it first. And, you know, sonnets generally, uh, we tend to think of them as being romantic and everyone. This is the anti-love sonnet. Okay, okay. This is the one that makes fun of sonnets that are too flowery. So, my mistress' eyes are nothing like the sun. Coral is far more red than her lips red. If snow be white, why then her breasts are dumb. If hairs be wires, black wires grow on her head. I have seen roses damasked red and white, but no such roses see I in her cheeks. And in some perfumes is there more delight than in the breath that from my mistress reeks. I love to hear her speak, yet well I know that music hath a far more pleasing sound. I grant I never saw a goddess go. My mistress, when she walks, treads on the ground. And yet, by heaven, I think my love as rare as any she belied with false compare. So that's uh, this is a sonnet that sort of makes fun of uh, of love sonnets. If right, you know. of course, yeah. So now the approach to it and is for uh, you know a modern actor is is um, simply to look objectively at the words to start, which seems you know as actors we constantly want to act right away. So you look down and you realize, okay, you know my mistress eyes. The very first is he talking about his mistress, as in. What we think about a, a married mm-hmm, man mm-hmm. and their mistress. No, he's not. He's not. He's talking about his love, his, his lady. He's talking about his girlfriend, you know. And then it continues down. So you keep trying. I guess what I'm saying is you try to analyze to see if there are any words that are sort of at odds or, or, or weird. The next one, line four, there's a word done. We don't mm-hmm. know. He said, if snow be white, why then her breasts are done. And done is sort of like a a grayish-brown color. Mm-hmm. It's the color of a horse, so it's calling you know? Okay, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? So, I mean, it's a rather insulting... Of course. Uh, ...sonnet, initially, you think. I mean, it, it's the kind of sonnet that, you know, I think of it as like, um, you know, guys bragging about, you know, the, the eyes and the beauty and, the, and, 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 you know, the blonde hair and the blue eyes of the lady, and the guy sitting in the corner with the beer says, I've been listening to you guys all night. Let me tell you about my lady. And then we get to a word damaged, you know, mixed colors. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, you know, we eventually get, it's important to, it's important to take these things from poetry and make them concrete to you, make them, if it's streety, put it in a bar, whatever you want. You know, he's basically saying his, his mistress has bad breath on top of everything else. Right. She doesn't have red, really, lips that are anywhere near like the lips you're talking about. You know, her breasts are not snow white. They're sort of, you know, sort of brown, probably freckled, you know. Roses are really, really beautiful, but you know what? She's got no color in her cheeks. Uh, And her breath stinks. But I will say one thing about her that I really, really like. I love to hear her speak. But, and then he qualifies it. Yet, well, I know that music hath a far more pleasing sound. And then all of a sudden it switches. I grant I never saw a goddess go. You're, because you're beautiful. I can't see them. They're all in the air. They're floating. They're these ethereal sorts of things. My lady happens to be right there in the corner city. She walks upon the ground. And, and then ultimately the beautiful couplet at the end. 
And yet, by heaven, I think my love is rare. As any she belied with false compare. You guys are all liars. There's the real item right there. Mm-hmm. It's sort of what Petruchio would say to Kate, mm-hmm. you know, or something. It's that kind of turn. So I, you know, I love that. And, you know, my approach would be, okay, now what is a situation appropriate to this? Right. And that, hence, I mean, I always think of it as a, as a, I mean, he could be a little drunk. What he's doing. You know, my, mist- my mistress eyes, well, they're nothing like the sun. You know, I mean, sure. it, it, it lends itself to a um, a kind of anti-heroic sorts of thing. And yet, it is by the end, I think, should be well-delivered, and I'm not suggesting I'm delivering it well. It should be, it should tug at your heartstrings. It should, it should be an honest kind of love, as opposed to love being all about metaphors and similes. My love is like uh, my, uh, you know... Mistress is this, she, you know, she, her eyes are diamonds, or, you know, all of that stuff. So there's a payoff for the abuse, and it's a lo- I love it because it's sort of a love for a woman for who she is. Mm-hmm. And particularly, I, I think most, if you can do it correctly, you can explain it to a woman who seemed to be uh, forced into, a, you know, an objectification of beauty that is all about boobs and perfect eyes and everything, and, and, and say, no, I, you know, I happen to love you just like that. Right. Don't change anything. No. Right. And so there's something really, really beautiful about that. You know, as you were saying, it was kind of a comment on other uh, sonnets, and, and, you know, probably that other sonnets are talking about... Um, they're describing a goddess, you know, that their, their love is a goddess and their love is so perfect and divine. And, and, and what I, what I really enjoyed about what you were highlighting is the honesty with which this uh, speaker is communicating that, you know, I think it would be very easy to fall into the trap of, of trying to play this for laughs. Right. And, and, and yet really understanding that, you know, you can, you can comment on this and, and comment on, you know, what you love and, you know, what, what isn't great about your, uh, your love, but you're not, you're not trying to make a joke about it. You're just, you're just being truthful about the situation. Um, right. And of course that's where yeah. the comedy comes. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, if I, if I were directing this or I was staging this, I, I would, inc- and there were other people, I would encourage the laughter from the other people mm-hmm. and then absolute silence when it turns. Right. Toward the end. And yet, by heaven, I think my love is rare. That's when he turns it on the other people. Right. And that's what's really fun about this sonnet is that it, it has one of those turns. Uh, I mean, maybe yeah. most of them do, but, but this one really kind of changes in, in the, maybe the direction you think he's going. Right. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fascinating. You know, his sonnets are little dramas, as they're always called. You know? Right. And, uh, you know, they're useful to the actor because you can sort of you can hook something onto that and take it into a more uh, dramatic sort of place, for lack of a better word, you know, circumstances, et cetera. So. Well, and, and I think it's a it's a good micro example of what you can do with the larger characters that I, I think it's easy to ascribe, um, you know, whether you're talking about Iago or Lear, you know, how they're supposed to be played or what kinds of characters they are or where they're coming from, whereas you know, if you look at the text as objectively as you do a sonnet, it's so open to who is this person? You know, it's just, it's this person saying these words, but who is that guy? Who is that girl saying these lines? Yeah. You know, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's, 
it, you have to ask that question, but it's, you know, they could read the play at home. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I mean, you could read the play at home. So you have to, it's a kind of chemistry between your own personality, your own uh, conceptual ideas, and uh, the material and the character, if you will. And, and there's a kind of, I think Olivia used to talk about finding a, a use the creation of a role as if it were a taut string. And, and on one side, the actor is pulling, and on the other side, you know, with behavior and modernity, and, uh, and, and on the other side, the playwright, the poetry, the character is pulling. And, and, and the trick is, is to pull it from both ends so it sort of throbs. Mm. And that's what's exciting on the stage. If it's too behavioral and too modern and has no respect for the text, well, you, you, lose, you lose the thought. You lose the, uh, the idea of the sonnet. If it's, if it's too formal and too subservient, to the text, then it's of no interest. It's a, it's a museum piece. Mm. And the trick is to find that medium. And that's what always changes, if you will. And that's why the plays continue. Uh, there's never, there will never be, uh, the definitive production or performance of any role except for the period it's in. Right. Now, so you can't have a leer of a generation. Absolutely. But a leer for all time? I don't think so. Because where's the play dead? Sure. You know? No, it's gonna it's gonna or Juliet, etc. You know, these plays you know, beckon you because they're alive. And um and that's you know, one of the approaches uh I try to uh I try to take. And particularly, you know, it, it's very important for these roles because they've been well trod. You know, there's so many different versions of Lear and Hamlet and Juliet and Lady M and Beatrice and everything that you, you really need to allow yourself in, in a kind of way. You need to create a kind of uh, personal relationship with it and uh, allow your personality to occupy a portion of the thing. Now, I, I don't want to say the full, you know, uh, because then you'll have scratching uh, Hamlets and uh, and cooing uh, Juliets. No, no, I'm I'm talking, you know, share the space, you know, uh, with with these characters. Be think of yourself, uh, particularly once you have the lines and you've done the research. Think of yourself as uh, primary, uh, along with them, and mm. I think uh, you'll serve the play, serve yourself, It'll be a lot more fun. Oh, that's beautiful. That's great. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. Hey guys, Nathan here one more time. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe so you don't miss anything ahead. Be sure to visit workingactorsjourney.com for additional info and links for items mentioned in today's episode, as well as all the episodes. You can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All the links are on our site and in the episode notes. Become a premium member and enjoy additional benefits and perks of the show starting at just $2 per month. Head over to workingactorsjourney.com slash premium to join the Working Actors community. Thanks again to today's guest and to everyone that makes these episodes possible. And a special thanks to you for listening. I'm Nathan Agan, and enjoy the journey.